Please join me in prayer. Gracious and loving God, you have brought us together in spirit this morning. God, open our hearts and our minds to see you more clearly. And may the words in my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Have you ever met one of those people who always seem to have the craziest dreams at night? And then it's even worse when they live in your house and you have to listen to them each morning, pretending to actually care about the house that was their house, but wasn't really their house, and the nonsensical things that happened in their subconscious. Well, my poor husband has to endure this situation often as I have always been a vivid dreamer. My favorite thing about being a vivid dreamer though is spending my morning drive trying to figure out which aspect of reality was present in those dreams. My stressors, a passing thought the previous day, a conversation. Well, there was one dream I had about a year ago that still sticks in my memory because there seemed to be a deeper meaning that I couldn't put my hands on. That is until these past few months. So now, congregation, I subject you to the retelling of my dream. I was sitting in a home full of people, some siblings, some people I didn't recognize. I walked around the room watching as some cooked meals and some sat on the couch just lounging. I felt an incredible amount of anxiety and I knew that I needed to go. Not because anything in the room bothered me necessarily, but because I just felt like there was something more I should be doing. I begged the two people on the couch to come with me, but in response, they cozied up even more, pulling the blankets up to their chins, comfortable and not coming with me. So I left without them. I knew I had to. When I walked out of the house, the scene changed dramatically. I found myself in a wide field at night. It seemed like it could go on forever. The ground was flat and the only disturbance in the grass was a dirt path. The only light came from stars in the sky. The front picture in your bulletin is actually remarkably close to the scene. I got on my bike and I followed the path. I didn't know where I was going and it was actually quite difficult. I kept losing my balance and almost falling over multiple times, but I kept riding because I knew that I had to. There was something bigger waiting for me. There is something bigger waiting for all of us. Today is the first Sunday in Advent. In this Advent, we're following a series entitled, Those Who Dream. It seems very fitting in an Advent season when we're dreaming for a time when life looks different. When we can comfortably gather with loved ones for Thanksgiving or Christmas. When we can take trips with friends and family. We can go to concerts. When our work and our school situations do not change weekly or maybe when some of us can simply leave our homes and see people at all. We dream for a time when we don't feel so divided over absolutely everything. 
when we don't have to walk on eggshells when we meet a person for the first time for fear of starting a political argument. A time when Black and Indigenous people do not have to protest on the streets in order for their voices to be heard. We dream for a time when our planet is no longer crying out in distress by ways of fires and natural disasters more damaging than they have ever been before. We dream for a time when the decisions we make about clothes we wear or the food we eat are not constantly met with questions of sustainability, unjust labor practices, or toxicity. We daydream. The psalmist from today's scripture daydreams as well. As a community, they remember the Lord when the Lord delivered them from Zion. When Babylonian exiles returned and Jerusalem was rebuilt. They remember the way that God rescued them in the past and they dream for a day when God will deliver them again. Then, they say, they will reap with shouts of joy. But what happens when the relief doesn't come and it feels like our situation will go on forever? When instead of vaccines and healing, we're sent back into lockdown? when your chemo makes you feel sicker than the cancer does, when anxiety doesn't seem to go away, when your family can't reconcile with one another even after years of therapy. Maybe it feels like you're constantly falling off your bike on a dark path. You know that you long to be somewhere else, but you can't see the destination clearly. After a while, it's difficult to find hope that the destination even exists at all. A couple of weeks ago, the high school youth group spent some time talking about systems in our country that hurt people more than we realized. We discussed our place in the system. And after a while, after long conversations, it started to sound pretty bleak. How do we make the right consumer choices when there's no easy answer to the problem? And somewhere, someone seems to be harmed by so many of our choices. After a while of this going on and on, I asked them, where do you see hope in the midst of it all? I wasn't even sure I had an answer. But that question was not far out of reach for a lot of the group. They named companies that they support that are changing the way we think about consumerism. They give practical ways that we can get involved. I heard one student say, I think our generation is going to change the world. To which another student responded, I agree, we can change it. If enough people band together, the system will have to respond. There was honest hope. And the hope didn't stem from arbitrary, possibly naive outlook that one day it'll get better. It stemmed from them turning their heads to focus on the good, to recognize where God is working right now. The scriptures in ancient days were what gave the Jews hope as they waited for the birth of Jesus. They didn't necessarily know what exact steps were they were going to take or how it would happen, but they read promises in their scriptures and that is what gave them hope. Hope 
comes from recognizing God's work in the present. We long for a leaf, just like the Israelites longed for their fortunes to be restored. For the day that they could laugh and shout with joy again. We long for relief just like the Jews longed for a Messiah to deliver them from their enemies. But even as we wait for the relief to come, God is still present in the waiting. We today do not have to wait for COVID to disappear, for our mouths to be filled with laughter and tongues with shouts of joy. When we focus on where God is and has been in our lives, we are reminded that we journey alongside a God who loves us deeply and who keeps promises. That is what gives us hope while we dream for a better future. I felt that in the dream I shared. I had no idea where I was headed on that bike. It was a really difficult journey through the dark and I had to leave the comfort of the home and the people in it but I listened to what have could have only been the spirit inside of me, nudging me to keep going. I knew I could trust God in the midst of the journey because God has never abandoned me in the past. In this time of Advent, allow yourself to be open to God's wonder and awe. Allow yourself to feel the ways that an intimate relationship with God gives richness to each moment. Allow yourself to see the good. Allow yourself to dream.